Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy, and thanks for joining us today, February 21st, on No Greater Delight, our podcast on Marian feasts and Marian meditations. Well, today we have two different things we're celebrating today, and I have to be honest with you, I don't know exactly what the connection is with February 21st, because it doesn't appear that the apparitions or any events were on February 21st, but Again, uh, sometimes these are taken from Abbot Orsini, who just gives the feast and assumes we know why it's on that day. But no matter what, these are both good events to celebrate. The first takes us to Paimbol in France, where they celebrate Our Lady of Good Haven. So the story goes that in 1838, the crew of a vessel which had just arrived at Paimbol in France, there were 48 of them, accomplished a vow that they had made uh, during a very dangerous journey from Newfoundland. So there had been a terrible storm, their sails were torn, and for three days they were in continual danger of finding a watery grave, we're told. In fact, the ship began to fill with water, and it seemed like they were going to die. When the crew, by common consent, turned their eyes to Mary Star of the Sea and asked for good haven. They promised that if she saved them, they would visit the church at Pampol, where there's an image of Our Lady, very venerated by the people, And the story goes, they had scarcely ended their prayer when the weather became much calmer and the waves began to subside. So, taking advantage of that providential change, they repaired their sails and had favorable winds until they reached the coast of Brittany, right? So, the first thing they did when they finally touched ground was to throw themselves on the ground and give thanks to God for their return. They then began intoning the Litany of the Blessed Virgin Mary and advanced barefooted and bareheaded along the banks and through the streets at Pampol to the church of Good Haven, right? The people attracted in, were attracted in crowds by the novelty of the sight, and they followed them. There were parents who went to thank Our Lady of Good Haven for the return of their sons, wives to thank Mary for the restoring their husbands, tears streamed from every eye, and it says that the immense multitude knelt down before the altar of that powerful virgin who had received power from her son to command wave and wind, Right? Very beautiful. It says the story ends with the mariners joining and singing the hymn Ave Maria Stella, right? Hail Star of the Sea. The second thing we celebrate today is Madonna delle Cese in Altrari in Frosinone. Again, it's not entirely clear what this has to do with today, but it's a very particular shrine, right? Um, it's a beautiful shrine in a beautiful location built on a deep cave right, in the Rotonaria Mountains, right? It's said here that the lady appeared to a pious hermit in the 11th century, right? Again, even according to, well, in the 11th century, I guess the shrine goes back to, the, no, no, that that's just, just contradicts itself here. It says that according to a very ancient tradition, popular tradition, in the first half of the 6th century, a pious hermit, like, start there, um, like he had gone into this grotto of the Cese, where Our Lady appeared to him and left her image impressed on the rock, right? And so um, as the years went on, like successive hermits would go there and they would find that same grotto and the same image, right? So it said that in the 12th century, in the second half of the 12th century, Cardinal Lotario from Segni, had a family villa in the area, and he would go there to pray, right? Now, the story is told that one time the cardinal was there, and he saw um, a bishop, a Cistercian prior, and a Roman widow, like, jumping into heaven, right? 
And so the cardinal asked his his co-workers and they said, yes, at the time that you had that vision, those three people that you saw were really dead. They really died. And they were dead, as we say, in an odor of sanctity, right? Because of that, uh, Cardinal Lotario promised to found a, a Cistercian monastery there, right? Um, he became Pope Innocent III in 1198, and he did not forget that promise made. So they started building these, this monastery, right? It was a very long and lengthy tradition. Um, and then finally it says, uh, on the altar there, which was uh, restored in 1909, there was um, an oil painting of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, right, set there. And because of that, that is the feast day of this shrine, so July 16th. Again, what it has to do with February 21st, I don't know, but that's what we will celebrate today in the Marian world. So for today's Marian reflection, we're going to take another section of an Angelus message from Pope St. John Paul II. Again, we're taking these from the compilation, the book compiled by Father David Brown, entitled Marian Reflections, The Angelus Messages of Pope John Paul II. So today's message is the one he gave on October 2nd, 1983, and it's entitled The Rosary, The Heart of the Christian Message. Now, again, he's, he's preaching in October, the month of the rosary, and he's also preaching in 83, which is the, year, the whole year of the redemption, right? But we'll just uh, we'll read it so we can uh, <laughs> skip over those little parts, right, in the introduction. But this is what he says. He says, In this extraordinary holy year of the redemption, the rosary, too, acquires new perspectives and is laden with greater and vaster intentions than in the past. Today, it is not a matter of asking for great victories, as at Lepanto and Vienna, but rather of asking Mary to make us brave soldiers against the spirit of evil and error, with the arms of the gospel, which are the cross and the word of God. The rosary is a prayer of man for man. It is the prayer of human solidarity, a collegial prayer of the redeemed, which reflects the spirit and the intentions of the first redeemed, Mary, mother and image of the church. A prayer for all men and women of the world and of history, living or deceased, called to be with us the body of Christ and to become with him co-heirs of the Father's glory. Considering the spiritual orientations suggested by the rosary, a simple evangelical prayer, we discover that the intention, the intention that St. Cyprian noted in the Our Father. He wrote, The Lord, Master of peace and unity, did not want us to pray individually and by ourselves. Indeed, we do not say, My Father, who art in heaven, nor give me this day my daily bread. Our prayer is for everybody, so much so that when we pray, we do so not just for one, but for all people because with all people, we are just one. The rosary is addressed with perseverance to her who is the greatest expression of mankind at prayer, the model of the church praying and asking, in Christ for the Father's mercy. As Christ is forever living to make intercession for us, so Mary continues in heaven her mission as mother and makes herself the voice of every man, until the eternal fulfillment of all the elect. Praying to her, we ask her to assist us throughout our whole present life 
and above all at that moment that will be decisive for our eternal destiny, the hour of our death. The rosary is the prayer that points to the perspective of the kingdom of God and disposes man to receive the fruits of the redemption.